Constellation Brands. We're watching the stock on the rise after the quarter. We have some details here. Brett Siffling's with us, director of Get Invested, Gerber Kawasaki Wealth Investment Management, and Nadine Sarwat, director analyst, American European Alcoholic Beverages at Bernstein. Thank you so much for being with us. Nadine, I'll start with you. You have a buy rating on the stock. Tell us why. What stands out to you on this one? Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. We like Constellation. It's our top pick amongst the U.S. alcohol space. And what we really like about Constellation is its portfolio composition. It's exposed to all the pockets of growth in U.S. alcohol that we like, the biggest one being the Mexican beer import category, where Constellation is the key winner with Modelo and Corona. Penetration is still low among some of the key brands, especially Modelo. Consumers are wanting to premiumize even amongst this more challenging environment as different um, gas prices or other aspects affect consumer spending. They still want to premiumize alcohol. It is an aspirational product, but it is affordable luxury. And we think that trend will continue. It has best in class margins in the beer space. But we also think that putting this together with valuation, when we look at stub constellation, so stripping out their share of canopy, which we can discuss, it is meaningfully undervalued and trading at a discount to where we think it should trade today. Right, right. And, you know, that canopy growth part of it um, is an important part. I do want to get to that. Brett, what do you think? I see you have an outperform rating. Tell us a little bit about your thoughts, especially since we heard from the company now. Sure. It's wonderful to see Constellation Brands on this earnings report. I was, you know, surprised that they did so well leading that uh, beer segment. You know, they had a little bit of slack within their wine and spirits. Um, but I think the two most important points of this uh, earnings report and call were really the Sands family willing to give up control of their shares. Um, and I don't know if this is because they're looking at other growth stories. There's been rumors of them maybe merging with a brand like Monster Beverages. And uh, it was also nice to see that they started or accelerating a $500 million share buyback. Uh, so I think that those were really the two key points of the earnings report that we saw. Right. And, you know, as we talk about beer versus um, spirits, Nadine, I mean, you noted, you noted a lot of the demand that we had seen and also mentioned the canopy growth and cannabis. I mean, what, where should they be focusing based on your checks? So they should absolutely be focusing on the core beer business. This is not only what I want to see, this is what investors want to see. This is a strong beer business that has a lot of juice to still give um, and a lot of growth to contribute, at least to the medium term, um, to solid top line and earnings growth. Past capital allocation mistakes, though, like Canopy, which you have just pointed out, but I could also call out Ballast Point Craft Brewery, which they acquired for a billion and then divested for 40 million. There's also the Mexicali Brewery, which they impaired earlier this year. All of these are indications of not the best track record of capital allocation. And that is why that proposal from the Sands family to switch up that voting structure is so important to investors. Yeah, thank you for that. I mean, I'm glad you both brought the Sands family in because um, I think that's an important part of it. Another thing that I think, Brett, I don't know, were you surprised to see um, acceleration in what they in that uh, buyback program, Brett? 
Um, I was I was happy to see it because you know I agree that management hasn't had the best execution. I mean, when we do look at Canopy Growth, you know they put in a little bit of cash and then they you know kind of went all in uh, when the company was nearly 30 times sales um, and still isn't looking to be profitable at least for the next couple of years. Um, and so management's track record, they're probably trying to shake it up a bit, find another growth story. You know they didn't do too well when the seltzer boom happened either. They weren't able to gain market share in that. They had you know, a weak attempt with the Corona seltzers, which aren't even that good. Um, so it, it'll be interesting to see with this shakeup with the voting rights, if they're able to you know, reinvest in the business better and return capital to shareholders. Right. And what about expanding up? You know, Brett, you, you also talked about Monster. I mean, is there something else that Constellation should be doing? You know, it's... I think that the cannabis industry is interesting for them. And uh, we do think that the cannabis industry is a lot more attractive than alcohol long term. Um, you know, you have the bill that just passed in the House recently, kind of in the Senate's hand for federal legalization at this point. But if you look long term, Yes, beer is great. It's always going to be here. People love drinking alcohol, but ultimately the long-term growth that needs a reset is going to be in different industries, whether it's in beverages like Monster or cannabis products like Through Canopy. Yeah, and Adina, I mean, it's such a competitive landscape overall, um, but what's your final thought here on Constellation as you have it as a winner? And do you have other names as winners in the group, too? Is it the whole group that's doing it right or because the demand for beer, for example, or is Constellation really doing something special? Look, I think Constellation is really our top pick for the space, both because you have the strong fundamental earnings, but you still have a valuation mismatch because of those capital allocation issues that we've discussed. So you just asked me what else is my takeaway from the earnings today. I would just add two quick things. So the first is rising input costs are still affecting Constellation, perhaps less so than some other consumer staples out there, but their newly issued fiscal 23 guidance implies beer margins of 38.2%, and that is below the 40% that they were able to achieve this year. That being said, this is still better positioned company than some of the other alcohol names in my space. The last thing I would just touch on here uh, is really right. what potential could happen with capital allocation. So the Sands family putting forth that proposed shakeup in voting rights is essentially offering the other investors a trade-off better corporate governance, but at a price because they're having to do so at a 35% premium. Now yeah. we think the math yeah. still works out in favor for this proposal. Current investors will get a 4% dilution in their current holdings, but could get a re-rating yeah. of Constellation stock of up to 17% in the share price. So overall, we're still feeling pretty good because all of these pieces indicate that there is, it implies more focus on the beer business, probably less likely to have that deal now with Constellation and Monster, which we thought had very little strategic rationale. Yes. So we're encouraged by today's results. Thank you both, Nadine Sarwat and Brett Sifling. Wonderful to see you both.